a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal, Maxis, and Alias CBD. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, flyracing.com. Uh, go online. Check them out. Check the latest and greatest from the folks at Flyout. Flyracing.com from the Formula Helmet to the Kinetic Mesh that just launched at Daytona to the FR5 boot. Flyracing.com, as you covered. And they're certainly doing their part to uh, help you save some money and uh, maybe get you buying some stuff. And we'll talk to JT about that here in a second. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Renthal as well. Uh, the Fat Bar 36, Kenny Roxon's using it to win Supercross uh, before the uh, shutdown. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. With a history full of innovations in engineering and legendary component reliability, Renthal is regarded as the most trusted brand in the paddock and number one choice for the world's premier athletes and race teams. Maxis.com, A-Ray using the MXSTs. I've got a set mounted up on my Yamaha right now as well. MXSTs, I'll let you know how, they're, how I feel about them in a little bit. Developed by Jeremy McGrath. Great mountain bike tires as well. Thank you to those guys coming on board. Alias CBD, the official pain bomb of the Geico Honda factory connection team. Visit aliascbd.com for more information. The best part is alias racer X code. Saves you 20% designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CBD, but alias pain bomb is so much more. They spent two years working with the top scientist in the field to create a bomb uh, that works for the best for the, uh, for the racers and riders and all of us. So thank you, alias CBD. I'm Steve Mathis with me on the line from fly racing, flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much ready to, uh, yeah. I think this is the central topic of quarantine right now, so this should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, JT, do you want to explain what your fly racing is doing right now for, for people? So, yeah, so two things. Uh, one, we have uh, basically lifted our um, discounting policy. So normally we, we don't allow discounting on any current product. Uh, but for the month of April, just to kind of help everyone out, uh, we've gone to a 10% discount across the board on all fly racing products so whether you go to a dealer and, and obviously it's everyone's choice whether they want to discount it or not but we are allowing it so you'll see most most pricing is moved to 10 percent off across the board um so that you know we're just trying to do our part and, and with our retailers to to help ease the ease the pain of this this whole deal a little bit um on top of that we are doing an instagram giveaway um and this is really Twofold helps our dealers quite a bit, I think, 
uh, and also rewards customers who want to go out and support those dealers. So this is the way it works, and, and I'll try to be as brief as I can. Basically, if you buy a product, if you buy a helmet, depending on which helmet you get, you get a free pair of goggles. If you buy a set of gear, you get a free pair of gloves, and that depends on which set of gear you buy. And if you buy a pair of boots, you get a free pair of socks. Sweet. Now, quickly, the e the way you need to do this to qualify. Yeah. So the way you need to do it to qualify, take a picture of your product when you buy it. And if you are in a store, take a picture right then, post it on your Instagram and tag at Fly Racing USA. If you order it online, once you receive the product, take a picture of you receiving the product and post it. And then direct message us the receipt. And it'll be most likely me checking that, that message. And I will be in contact with you to get your information, your address, and verify the receipt. And we will send you the free product. So um, it's pretty simple. I don't want to take up a ton of time explaining it. But uh, we're, we will be releasing more information on our Instagram as well on how to redeem that stuff. Sweet. Sounds good. Uh, flyracing.com. Helping you people out. Uh, also on the line from RacerX. RacerX Online. He's uh, probably got some time uh, done doing the latest round of voiceovers. It's Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? I don't want to say that anything about this is good. You know, nothing about the quarantine is awesome. Nothing about coronavirus is awesome. But I have to say, I'm starting to, um, what would essentially be like about our third week, I'm starting to settle in. I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, my kids are home all day. I get more time with them than I've ever had because usually it's all about waking up at 6 a.m. and then making lunches and clothes thrown on them and shuttling them out the door uh, and getting them into this practice and getting them to that. It's been a lot of fun to just be able to do what we want to do on our own schedule here. Uh, being home on weekends had some upside. We actually all went riding on the dirt bikes here down the street in a little field we got. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. So this is not positive in any way, shape, or form. But that's not what I mean. But uh, maybe... Maybe we all learn certain things from this. I'll tell you this. The, if you watch TV, which I'm sure everybody has, and you're seeing like how these talk shows are doing things over Skype and, and things like that, I think there's all kinds of stuff that we didn't realize we were capable of doing and ways of doing things in a more efficient manner that we're all going to learn. And it'll probably benefit us when life goes back to normal and we could take some of the stuff we learned during this and apply it. So a little silver lining, but it still sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it it seems like we're like you said. I'm two weeks today coming back from Hawaii, you know, so yeah. I'm not quite as long as you guys. And we have another month of this at least. Yes, and yes. we have another month. <laughs> help me, help. Well, we have no we have no kids, so it's different. It's fifty fifty on that. My life is harder because I have to do this homeschooling thing, and I've got to entertain kids all day. So it's but at the same time. The days and the weeks fly by because you're. I'm working more and harder than ever because they're home all day, and I still got to keep this racer X site going. And I thank you guys for your help with that. So my situation is different. It's definitely not boring. It's just hard. Your situation might already be in the verge of boring. I would think. Yeah, a lot of bicycle bicycle riding lately for sure. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> good job on those voiceovers, Weege. Just crushing those. That's great. See what I mean? We would have never done that. Would have never done that uh, if not for this. So maybe we discover some things. Hey, this was cool. Would never tried this um, if we didn't have this. So the ideal is that we go back to normal and then take five percent of this we had to deal with now. Yeah, and keep it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have been reading old cycle news is like no other. <laughs> I have just been going through the cycle news from the 1980s, just reading ra board. round right round there. by round recaps. 
Uh, oh, co- my gosh. A couple things. I can't believe RJ in 86. So when RJ was peak RJ, he was only 22. I just thought of him as older because he'd already – think about it. In 86, uh, four years earlier, four years, he lost the Divinity title. And he was – he was still a pro before that also for a few years. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he won Carlsbad, Moto at Carlsbad in 1981 or 80 uh, as a three-digit guy. And so you just thought of him as old. And then, dude, in 1986, when he's the baddest dude ever, he's 22. I don't know. Yeah, I just crazy. thought he was older. I just thought he was older. Well, th- well, think about, you know, Stanton retires and he's 25 in, yeah. at the end of 94. 95, And you're yeah. just like... Yeah, yeah, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. You know, th- this it's time. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just crazy. Like, that is unreal. Yeah. And even, I mean, we have more recent examples with Dungeon Bill Poto at 27, but at then at that point, we were kind of like, man, they have so many good years left. With Stanton, you were just like, you just shrug your shoulders. You know, like, well, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. I remember there was talking about Hannah being ancient. He was 27. Yeah. Old man she Hannah. Was, right. Oh. I remember him coming back on the Suzuki, and you're just like, he's going to get annihilated. He's so old. <laughs> He's 27, 28. 27. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. He should yeah. be in his physical prime. You know? <laughs> right. So I've been. Dude, when he, when, when, motor, when they won Motocross Donations in 87 and they went to meet Ronald Reagan, they, I don't know if everybody realizes this, but one time Team USA actually got to go to the White House and there were actually jokes about like Ronald Reagan's old, Hannah's old. What right. was Hannah probably at the time? Yeah. 29, yeah. 28. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm glad you brought that up, guys, because. This stupid narrative of like something's wrong with the sport. Everybody's retiring early. Too many races. We're burning people out. I'm like, dudes are racing later than ever. Stop it. That's that's you yeah. can't just take Ryan Villapoto and Ronnie Dundee winning three or four straight Supercross titles. That's that's not the standard thing no. for everyone else. Uh, they're racing in well into their thirties, which was unheard of. They had thirty million in the bank. The Ryans did. It was made their choice very easy. You know, yes. um, and, and yes. I can I can tell you from my own personal experience, I stopped when I was 32. No, I mm-hmm. just turned 33 and I didn't stop because I felt old or I it just, you know, like the competition had gotten a lot better. I come off knee surgery and wasn't as competitive as I wanted to be. It was more of I just think the sport kind of passed me by. I didn't feel old like it wasn't like, oh, man, my. My knees are killing me, and I just can't, you know, I just can't physically do it. I just yeah. wasn't good enough yeah. anymore, and it wasn't worth it anymore to me. But I couldn't imagine at twenty at twenty seven. That was in 06. That was like I was just kind of getting it together. Also, Keith Bowen, if he was in shape or not so or better focused, dude. Keith Bowen won a lot of motos, led a lot of laps, started up front <laughs> in a lot of races. You know, a Keith Bowen was. <laughs> really fast and <laughs> you don't ever think of Keith Bowen as being fast but I can't tell you how many times in 86 87 88 now I'm reading where like Bowen got the lead early you're just like yeah, what was, I mean he, he was number six though right uh six and nine yeah two two yeah, different, I mean, yeah you don't you don't get to be number six without being awesome like wow. end of story you know I, I'm just saying he he was good um no I, I I'm just backing up your point I mean it we yeah. don't think about that, but to be number six is that's that's yeah. saying something. Um. All right, we're gonna review Tiger King, everybody. The first three episodes. This is part one of the review. Do you want to talk some moto though, Weege? Is that what you want to do first? I think people would be like, uh, "Could you talk about something besides 1986?" So okay, go ahead. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows by now, um, but, you know, Feld has been finally actually like officially saying it essentially that it doesn't look likely that they're going to be holding races before uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross starts in June. So the September, October, which we all pretty much knew on the inside, they've now said. So in case you're under a rock, which many of us have been for the last week, Prater, that's pretty much what they're going to do. Prater yes. came out like he was dropped a new album. He just did everything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> media tour. Yeah. Yes, the media tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh, another thing, too. 1988 Ultra Cross. There's a photo of Tyson Volan passing a young Jeremy McGrath on a Honda. <laughs> okay, for like fourth in the main. McGrath's got high point gear, a Cherby's chest protector. Like, just what the hell are you doing, Jeremy? He looks like a, yeah. looks like a total tool. He got, he got fourth or fifth that one. Same article. Denny Stevenson wins. It's Vegas Ultracross. Jim Hawley was banned for Ultracross forever for getting a riders union going before the start of the night show. Now, what? Yes, it's all in Cycle News. Ken Fott wrote the article. Now, Ken Fott says that Hawley got all the riders together to dispute that because the Kawasaki riders were cutting the course, and Hawley wanted the banners put up properly so no nobody can cut the course anymore. And then at some point, the referee bans Jim from all ultra crosses forever, because this is the last round, 88. He bans Jim forever from ultra cross for getting the riders together. Mm. I texted Jimmy. I said, what was, oh, what was going on? He said it was all about money. It wasn't about cutting the course. It was about trying to get the riders more money. But that he immediately said he got on the phone with that referee at Ultra Cross's boss, and the boss <laughs> reinstated him for that night and for future Ultra Crosses. <laughs> Wait, he like called him from the stadium? Yes. Yeah, somehow found a payphone. Pay I don't know. It's Jimmy. It's Jim Holly. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but he said it was all good. He talked to that guy's boss. So that guy, there was a quote from the referee saying Jim has been immediately banned from all Ultra Crosses for now and for the for, for future. <laughs> That's great. Hey, ask Jim one more thing. I remember reading, I don't think it was in Cycle News, but I think it was in one of the other mags, that at one point Jim went to the referee and, like, kissed him on the cheek or something like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Like, as, like, an ultimate F you. Wow, this, like, is, this is getting the Tiger. I'm, I'm so Ta not scared of you. Tiger King you're, mentality. You're, yeah. oh, that's great. Jim won, like, three more titles or two more titles yeah, yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, he was not banned from Ultra Cross, no. <laughs> this is gold. Yeah, that's good, so. Um. So, anyways, everybody, just hang in there. I don't know. Um, yeah, mountain bike ride, dirt bike ride. I know some people don't even want people to dirt bike ride right now. Goche Paul in, all the blah, blah, blah. I, I'm sorry. We're all stuck in our houses. I feel like going on and riding, trail riding your motorcycle or doing your riding your motorcycle safely is fine. We got to support the industry. You got to get outside a little bit. That's just my feelings. Yeah, I, I think those are all personal decisions that I, have to be made, I know, right? I know. I get it. I, I can't argue the other way. I can't say, oh, you're full of crap, the people who are saying, don't do anything. You know, I get it. You don't want to come up to hospitals and all that. But to me, and this is coming from me, keep this in mind, stay active. Uh, just, yeah, got to do something, man. You know, I've seen a lot of people out hiking. Uh, you know, that's something easy for you and your family to do. So, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Everybody there? 
You there? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So Look, you're just a fit, you're just a fitness buff. I know it never stops. <laughs> yeah, that's I know right. grinding never stops. Right, right. Just to back it up, I I agree with you. Um, you know, a lot of people have been pushing for people not to be riding at all, and I, like I said, I think everyone has to make up their own mind on that. Um, I'm certainly not going to argue if you choose to not ride, but at the same time, like there has to be some sort of continuity of life too. You know, I, yeah. I get it. If people want to go out riding, I, I would, the, the one thing, and you mentioned it, I would strongly recommend being careful, more careful than normal, right? If there's a jump that you're like, eh, I could do that. Yeah. How about you don't, you, you don't are. jump that for now. Right. You know, like just have fun, but be more careful than normal. Um, but I think for some people, like you need some sort of release release too, right? I've been in my house a lot. I live by myself and I just go running just to do something like people have to continue to do something with their life to have fun and, and enjoy the things because otherwise you just get into this trance of every day's the same and, and you're not really enjoying right. anything. So do, do you guys have those friends or relatives that are not social distancing and doesn't don't appear to be doing anything different. Uh, cause I, I, um, I got a couple and I'm like, bro, are you doing anything different? Stop hanging out with people nonstop. <laughs> uh, my neighborhood's super, super on the other side of it. Everybody's being super careful. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think I know, you know, moto guys and stuff who are definitely not, I'm taking it super far, but you know, like even it's we, maybe a little different. We had denting that brothers there for the pulp show, and I, you know, I didn't shake their hands. I didn't really go near them. We kept our distances. There's about five feet from the from the distance in the in the studio here. Like it was a conscious effort by me to not sort of go by them. You know, I yep. I don't know. I mean, look, it's not. Is it perfect? No, but I'm trying. I'm trying to do something. Grocery store. If I see a bunch of people hovered around the bananas, I'll wait. You know, before I go in to grab the bananas, uh, things like that, just whatever I can do. But I got some people that doesn't seem that they're degaff, so I don't know. But you know what? Honestly, the the thing I've seen the most of is when I'm driving around, I'll see people that are still working, whether it's um, road crews or construction workers or whatever, and they're definitely not practicing this at all. No, no. And, and that's that's not for me to say. I, I'm very much that person that don't tell me what to do and I won't tell you what to do. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're certainly not following the guidelines that are in place. That's for sure. No. All right. Um, I want to throw in one okay. more public service announcement. Sure. If you go riding, don't ride the way a Ray did at your Western raceway challenge. That is taking chances. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That That's is fair. taking huge chances. He, that is fair. I don't know. That's just <laughs> normal, right? For him. <laughs> That was it him at 90%. For him. It is normal for him. I mean, flat landing oh a tabletop, gosh. left to right. I uh, just, yeah, it was, oh my it was simply amazing. Um, so he could do a hundred of those laps at that, that. I think he could. Yeah, I think he could. <laughs> no, he can't. Have you watched the Supercross? Well, at this track, on this track. You know. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Yeah. He's sending it. Yes. Uh, at one point, Kiefer was like, I don't want it that bad. And I, you know, <laughs> you knew that it was going to not go well for Kiefer there. So if CNN gets a hold of this, uh, this video from Western Raceway, you are so screwed. Yeah. yeah we're done. <laughs> yeah. Avery is the poster child. 
Um, yes. All right. Tiger King is the talk of the uh, of the world right now. On by Netflix. the way, yes. By the way, you guys high fiving in the video. What are you doing? I know. That's not social distancing. Totally right. Totally. I and 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 I I even said that to my wife. I was just like, oh man, why'd we? You know, for sure. It was, it yeah. was just, it, it, that was a celebration. You know. Um, right. I shot a it's video hard. when I first got back from Daytona. I mm-hmm. shot a weed show um, like three days later. This was before like the full shutdown was on. And I actually randomly happened to sneeze in the video. And I literally have never posted the video just because of that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get so much crap for sneezing in a public space. I, yeah. I'm just never going to show this video ever. But it's so hard to break habits yes. that have been nothing yes. wrong with it your entire life. And now you're supposed to just on a dime change everything, right? You have, yeah. you have to literally rethink. I mean, you have to wash your hands. After you touch everything you do in my life, like I went grocery shopping and I was like literally freaking out because I just brought all these bags into my house now and I have to go through a full like hazmat washdown yeah. of yeah. everything I just bought. Yeah, like, Pook- it's Pookie's gnarly it's with that. Pookie's wiping down all the food, the counters, everything when we bring him yeah, stuff in. Like I, that. I am yeah. too. And yeah. I'm not that person at all. No. Like I'm normally no. not, right? No. We fly all the time. We're exposed to everything all the time. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a wild time. So, um, anyway. So. A lot of spoilers in here for Tiger King, if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, so this is just going to be all spoilers. We're going to get a discussion going about this. Uh, lots of things to, to unpack here with this show. <laughs> it just it seemed to just get crazier and crazier as each episode went on. Um, I thought at one point we were peak craziness, and you know the next 10 minutes something else happened. I'm like, nope, there it is. And it just kept getting nuttier and nuttier. So, first of all, I guess... We meet Joe Exotic. We meet Rick Kirkham. He's uh, doing a documentary. He used to work at Hard Copy and be a reporter on that. We meet Carol Baskin, who has her own Tiger Park um, that Joe has in Oklahoma, just like similar to that. She's upset. The difference being, like, I've had a lot of people say, like, what's the difference here with Carol and Joe? Carol charges people money to come see Tigers, just like Joe does. It's really the petting of the cubs and, and the breeding for tiger cubs and then the photos and all of that 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 carol's most upset about do you guys agree uh that's the first time i've heard that logically put together yeah um yeah because i was honestly questioning why was she so mad when she was doing the exact same thing he was doing which was his argument so that's the first time i've actually heard it put in logical terms yeah she's against the cub stuff you know selling the cubs breeding the tigers all of that okay the photos with the cubs all of that gotcha but but I will say Joe's point about her cages is true. Like, Joe's cages looked okay. Obviously, it's a documentary. They can show you whatever they want. Carol's cages didn't look as good. Um, no. We meet Doc Antle, who was riding an elephant through a neighborhood. He's in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's like, he seems to be uh, Joe Exotic's mentor at some point. <laughs> um, he's got multiple wives and girlfriends, and he runs a, a big cat sanctuary just like Joe and just like Carol. There's also this. My favorite guy might be Mario, the 1980s cocaine kingpin, who also liked big cats, <laughs> and had this elaborate security detail at his compound. And finally, they got in. And Mario may or may not have chopped up a DEA agent in the 80s and lit him on fire. <laughs> but Mario, hey, Mario was fucking cool. You could tell that dude has done and seen some shit. <laughs> so his wife, 
dressed up monkeys or baboons or orangutans like little people and they had and they had uh like little kids and they had birthday parties for them so these are the main people i'm just kind of setting the tone here for for that um i guess first up and then we meet we meet joe one of uh one or we meet we meet john one of joe's husbands travis comes later we'll talk about travis in a second um He's gay. Joe's gay, and and Travis and John appear to be a- attracted to Joe and meth, and Joe seems to be able to keep them in meth. <laughs> I don't know that they're attracted to Joe. I would argue that I mean, strongly. They have to be a little bit. So I don't think so. Okay, first episode. Like, where are we at? Let me let me start here. Weege, where are you at yep. with big cat sanctuaries as a whole? <laughs> Yeah, so as a noted animal hater right, uh, myself, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you would think that I would enjoy the fact that these animals are probably being mistreated to some degree. Um, and there's actually been some people upset about the uh, entire documentary here over it appears to start as a, it's a, going to be a documentary about big cats and tigers and how people interact with them. In fact, the very beginning of the show, the very, very beginning, like the first thing they talk about is it will always go wrong. A tiger will always end up attacking at some point. So you think that's what it's going to be about. The animals are, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't have animals in captivity like this. It quickly diverts to a story about these wacko people. And the tigers and the animals are basically just a side part that's barely even really even part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would think that I would be like all for, hmm, sounds like these people mistreat these animals. I'm all for it. Right. (laughs) Because that's kind of my jam. Yeah. but in the end, it really has nothing to do with that uh, at all. And you really can't, out of all the things they really flush out, I mean, they kind of lead you to know what happened to a lot of these dead people and whatnot pretty well. But I can never really get a handle on what level of animal abuse is going on. I could never truly get a handle on, is it really bad or is it not so bad? I think it's bad, but they don't really spell that out. So what? how does that work for you? Can you tell? There is one gentleman on this phone call who has taken a photo with a small cub. It was not a small cub. It was a full-grown cheetah. Was that full-grown? It looked small. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, no. No, it was a cheetah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, I think a lot of these animals are bred in captivity. So, I mean, what's he going to do? Like, release them into the wild of the USA? You know, like... Well, there you know, was I, there was that guy in Ohio that did just that. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend that. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Yes. Um, but I I think that if things are done well, and it seems like Doc Antle is leading the charge as far as that goes. You know, there he's working on movies, and it seems like it's highly uh, I don't want to say regulated, but <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of maltreatment going on. Um. So, yeah, I think a lot of people enjoy going. I, I know when I went and I was in South Africa when I went, uh, it's, it was a trip that I'll never forget. So if harm is not being done to these animals, I think a lot of people, you know, make lifelong experiences out of these trips. So I'm all for it. I'm, I'm OK with it on that front. I feel like if you th- this documentary is so in- all encompassing, right? Like they get the absolute dirt on these people. Like, I don't even know how they get this information. Like they found all the skeletons in the closet. But what I'm saying is 
you never see footage or direct absolute proof of mistreatment of these animals. And since they've got direct proof of pretty much every other thing that could happen bad, it makes me question if the treatment of them was that bad. Now, there's, of course, like a moral, philosophical, like maybe you just think having them in captivity is wrong, regardless of how they're treated. Uh, I understand that that argument. That would be Pookie. That's Pookie Mathis right there. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that. But they, I mean, look, they found out these people were potentially involved with murders. But they never had footage of the animals actually being abused. So it leads me to think that they weren't treating them that badly. But maybe I'm just naive here. Are you guys with me on Mario? Mario was a... Mario, yes. Mario yes. seemed like a bad dude. <laughs> He's seen some things. He's very, very confident, assured of, of himself. And uh, yeah. He, Straight out of Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Carol Baskin early on. Seems pretty good, right? You guys with mm-hmm. me? No. Like, mm-hmm. No. No. I I hated Carol Baskin from the get-go. Whoa. Because she was after Joe and you you leave Joe alone? I, I think she's doing the same thing. Like she's so hypocritical and she's she's uh, she's profiting, right? I think that's pretty obvious. She's getting so at some point in the documentary, she's getting $23,000 a week from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's fine, but I think she's she's so two-faced about how she goes about it. She wants to be self-righteous, but she's doing virtually the same thing. Maybe, well, okay, the maybe there's a the Right, I know. Maybe there's a few exclusions, okay? I get it. That's fine. But you she definitely doesn't approach it that way, right? You would think she is the the saint of all animals. You know the way she approaches it, and I don't believe that's the case at all. I don't. I think there are there are differences, sure, but not that much. I, I don't think she's as pure as she would like to portray herself. What do you think? Wait. If you if you truly, if her cause was truly just, you know, she showed her whole life. You know, she wears costumes, she wears wardrobe, shoes, everything. Uh, you know, with big cat uh, skin type prints. If you truly love these animals so much, it would seem like if your number one goal was the cause of helping them, it doesn't seem like this is the absolute best way to do it. There's a, many things you could do. I'm not sure that her being only 75% as bad as Joe Exotic exactly qualifies as you're doing everything you can do. You know, because, for example, Pookie, there's the Pook Nation would say holding them in captivity is bad, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. So Carol Baskin's already guilty. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I'm surprised at how many people went to these things. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen them. I've driven all over the country. I don't know if I've ever seen any of these places, but they're out there. I don't um, even know. I, I, oh, I they're out in there. Tampa for eight years, and I didn't even know this place existed in Tampa. Which one's in Tampa? Carol, Carol Baskin's in Tampa. Oh, she's in Tampa? Oh, I thought she's yeah. in Orlando. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a little bit bizarre. Um, this Doc Antle guy. Now, I'm not one of those guys to say, like, ah, you shouldn't live this way. I pretty much live and let live and do your thing. But it's pretty creepy that he's got these chicks and they work, you know, they work 24-7, it seems like. One of them needed a boob job so that she could get some days off. She enjoyed okay, so, that, that part. He, so I listened, to okay. an, I listened to another podcast with Doc Annell. Wow. And... He says that they definitely edited the footage to portray him a certain way. He said that, yeah, he had, he said it was over a certain amount of years, right? And he had one girlfriend that worked there. They used her. 
Then he had another girlfriend at another time that they also used. Then they had his son's fiance that they portrayed his girlfriend. Then they had one of his like stepdaughters that they portrayed his girlfriend. He said, so he said, yes, there were certain women in his life over those years, but he said they used literally every right. attractive woman that they could possibly find, whether it was his daughter or his son's fiance or his girlfriend or whatever, and portrayed them in a certain light. So trying to mix in the facts in this show, oh, yeah. he, he was basically saying like, yeah, it's not like that. Like, yeah, okay, I dated, I'm single, but it's not this crazy talk. You know, I wasn't well, even married to any of them. But JT, the... True fact, though, is that he wanted everybody to call him Bagavan, which is like Lord. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a narcissist. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> who's I just a, want to bleed a, who's a little a, bit of his case. Who's there. a bigger narcissist, uh, Doc or, or, or Joe Exotic? I think Doc. I think yeah, because Doc. I don't think Joe even knows that he's being a narcissist. Like, I don't think his – I don't even think he would even understand what he's doing. Where okay. Doc, I think, is a pretty intelligent guy. It's, he's just a narcissist. It's funny because – Doc Antle's place seems like, um, I don't know. It seems like, you know, Macy's. It's well run. It's classy. Does things right. <laughs> Joe Exotic's place with his with his freak show employees, and the way he runs it seems like it's Kmart or something, <laughs> right? Like there's a definite difference between the employees and the way it, it looks like it's run. Well, and it's funny because I listen in that podcast they. Basically, the guy asks him, so what was the difference? Why are you very successful? You know, asking mm -hmm. Doc, Doc Annell, right? And, and then what was Joe's problem? Like, where did he go wrong? And he basically said, listen, I have very disciplined uh, numbers of animals that I'll keep, tigers, whatever. And he said, Joe just kept expanding. There was just no limits. Like, he, you know, he had 227 tigers, He's like, that's, that's crazy. Like there's no way to possibly bring in enough revenue to support what he was doing. So he just ran himself into the ground or enough meat from Walmart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he just like, so he was going, he was forced to go into these very, very inadvisable ways to maintain his business. And he was hiring ex felons and people straight out of jail because that's all he could afford. A hundred dollars you know a week, I think, was the right. Yep, right, exactly. So he's like, "That's that was the problem." He's like, "I, I told him a million times, Joe, you have way too much going on. You need to narrow your focus." And he just wouldn't listen to me. So that's well, what he said anyway. He, he also he's a politician. He's very you know he's got he's got country, he's got a music career. He's got like yeah. he was, didn't seem focused on the Tigers a lot, especially well, by the I mean, end. He's, you know, he's an incredibly talented singer. Um, as well, so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you? What about so episode two? We meet Saf, the park employee who gets her arm ripped off. Joe has an EMS jacket on. I don't know where he got that from. But he's is that your favorite part of the show, Steve? I, I think it might be. He's, yes. He, he stopped <laughs> to throw on an EMS jacket. Um, I, I I can't I can't even speak. I I don't even know. So Saf. Gets her arm torn off by a tiger. She's back at work five days later because they told her, listen, you can go through a year of operations. We can try to save your arm or we can just amputate it and you'll be, you'll be, you know, back up in no time. And she chooses amputation. Weege, would you choose amputation? Uh, only if I could prove a point that all animals are horrible. I mean, that would be excellent leverage. You know, I could use that for life. I mean, I have a, I have a goal here to try to get both of my kids bit by dogs so they won't want to have one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe that's just my twisted logic. 
is it or is that twisted? I'm not sure. Um, but otherwise, okay, this is going to lead me even further down this path. This is the part I cannot understand. So much of the craziness that happens in this show, they just chalk up to what well, people want to be with the cats. People love these cats. Everything, the chicks, the money. Uh, we'll get way, way deeper into the show later. Stuff going on in Vegas where they were bringing the cats into uh, <laughs> hotel rooms. Yes. Um, and it was always based on, well, of course people want to do this because they want to be around these cats. Sure, I, I didn't know anybody wanted to be around these cats. This is the thing. I did not know this was a thing at all. So I, she's never mad. She's never mad at any point throughout no. this entire thing. And all the stuff that goes down, she's no. never mad at Joe Exotic for any of it. Because they get to be around these cats. The most sane guy in the whole documentary, okay, is Rick Kirkham probably first. He departs. Mm -hmm. He departs shortly after for a reason we'll get to. Besides Rick Kirkham, the most ins the most sane person is the guy with no legs at Joe's Park. Yeah, Rinky. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I like that guy. He had some motocross trophies in the background. Somebody on Twitter told me, which I never noticed. Oh. But in some of the in some of the footage, he's got motocross trophies. So it's a bit of an extreme guy. It didn't the legs were not from the Tigers, by the way? But no, it was. But yeah. was he jumping off something? Something insane? Yeah, um, yeah, a rope rope swing or something. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit of an extreme guy. Uh, so or, uh, Saf, yeah, just to wrap that up, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, she was never mad about this. No, and everybody just knows this is par for the course. I don't understand the appeal. Not one percent of the appeal, let alone the I'm willing to work for a hundred dollars a week and blow money and ruin my life and have my arm chopped off because I get to be around these animals. I do not understand this at all. JT, thoughts on Saf? The the biggest question I have is, did they purposely put her in a salvage yard to film? Every every part of her <laughs> confessional. She's got like a, like a fuel can, like a, a just a spare rim. Uh, the scenery is just unbelievable around her. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but uh, it, I mean it's it is a ragtag crew of staff that he's got here between the guy that Alan you know this Alan guy that Jeff Lowe brings in. Um, I mean, everybody there has a criminal. Everybody on the show has a criminal record, it would seem. And the only yeah. reason that Carol Baskin doesn't is because she hasn't been convicted yet. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. So, why do you think John, one of Joe's husbands, could never be bothered to put a shirt on? With a body like that, why would you? True, true. <laughs> doesn't Joe actually refer to him as like a bodybuilder? Like he he believes the physique is one of the hunk. one of the benefits. A hunk. Yes, there yes. you go. Yes, it's it's just all hair or tattoos, and sometimes both. That, and so, Weed, you you're having trouble wrapping your head around the the love of cats, and I am too. Yeah, truthfully. help me out here, JT. Help me out here. Sell me on this. What is this appeal that apparently? Oh, chicks, man, they just want to be around these these big cats. They do. Uh, I think the Jeff Lowe part with the the cats in Vegas and all that. Uh, I would I would guess a, cats were a part of it, but I think there was a probably cash and drugs that were a big part of it too okay thank you thank yeah you. That, that, yes. that's that, that cannot be understated that part of it because it is vegas um but Steve I, I knows. think the the draw of like lions and tigers and cheetahs and everything and it, they're pretty cool like i i was pretty humbled sitting next to that cheetah and it was as mellow as possible but i think the just knowing that they could literally rip your face off just if they felt like it is uh it's a pretty surreal experience. I did get to play with baby cubs in South Africa. That was pretty cool uh, because they're they're like kittens, right? They don't have uh, 
uh, killer instinct yet. So they're literally just like playing with kittens. So that was, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's just something you never would think you're going to do. You grow up watching natural Ge- national geographic and these, you know how wild these animals are. So I don't know. I, I think there's two different things going on there, whether there's a draw or whether they're, you know, Jeff Lowe was luring these women in to have sex with them in Vegas. I don't, I think that was, that was ecstasy and cocaine and cash, not tigers. Uh, <laughs> talking about getting back to Saf too. Joe says, I'm never going to financially recover from this. That's what Joe's thinking. That of was awesome. Early on. That was awesome. Early yes. on with his, with his EMS jacket on. Yes. Um, yes. I, I'm with you, Weech. I don't get it. Like, there's a tiger. Okay. Like, looks gnarly. You know, I, I don't get that part. Um, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Um, okay. So, oh, yeah. So, I want to circle back. So, why – this is – we you struggle with the with the cats and all that. This is what I struggle with. Where's Travis and John's parents? Where's these women that go into Doc Anta when they're 18, 16, 18, whatever that one was saying? Where's their parents? Hey, I'm going to just go to Oklahoma or South Carolina and go work on this big cat farm. Oh, well, cool. Yeah. See you later. I think Travis's mom has her own issues. Uh, I think we can fairly say that from the interviews and the, the screen time she gets. I don't think she's dealing from a full deck. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, I think that was uh, whether he ended up at, you know, Joe Exotic's tiger farm or not. I think he, that, that kid was headed down a bad road regardless. That's the most tragic part about this whole thing uh, to me. I mean, you look at Joe Exotic, and he had his own issues. I mean, he admitted that, uh, you know, he, he knew he was gay his whole life, and his dad didn't accept that, and obviously that was probably a big blow, and then I'm sure there were many others because the dude is whacked, can we, no doubt. Can we also talk about how Joe's mom and dad appear to be the ones that funded everything? Yeah, because at one yeah. point they bankrupt the – they yeah. go straight through Joe to the yeah. mom's even bankrupt yeah. her. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying, okay, obviously these three people – uh, Carol Baskin had her issues growing up. Joe had his issues going up, growing up, and they don't get deep into Doc Antle's background. But obviously, he had some. I mean, he's a, a narcissist, so obviously, he's a little weird. But I feel like, hey, that was the path of those three. That was their destiny. They're crazy. Uh, but to to me, the real tragedy. I suppose I could feel bad for the animals, but you know, I don't. It's these other people. Like I just think about if I was their parent, I'd be like crushed. I'd be like. I mean, that could, you could not be more heartbroken if this is the way things went down uh, with your kids, no. whatever it may be. Yeah. Marrying yeah. Joe Exotic or even just making $100 a week, working 100 hours a and, week and, and eating, being gone. And eating, eating bad meat from Walmart and eating them on a pizza in a pizzeria. So, yeah, yeah all of that. Um, it, that looked fun, actually, the pizza. Oh, did? Well, Steve, that you got, Steve, you and Pookie got food poisoning on a first-class flight on United. So True. Right, right. What what are you gonna do? Okay, so <laughs> rank rank these jobs that, mm. that Joe mm. is best at. I go go best to worst uh, in your eyes because he he's all of them. He's he's a he's a zookeeper. He's a preacher. He's a boss. He's elected official or trying to be one. He's he's EMS medic crew, and he's also a country western singer. Best to worst, JT. What what was the, what was most impressive about Joe's jobs and skills, and least impressive? Uh, I'm going to say singer, but it's a sham because yeah. we we now know that he wasn't actually singing. Right. But which of these are not a sham? 
And so is it is it the what he's the best of that he's really not? Yeah, just what you think he would be the best at or is the best at. Um, I'm going to go with... Because he also appeared to be a terrible boss in the few scenes of the meetings in the morning. He flew he flew off the handle whenever there was a camera on, Rick said. Yep. You yeah. know, and, and fired people. And <laughs> I just... would love for him to have won governor and have to actually like jump into some of these uh, briefings and debates. You know, I, I would just love to see him on... Uh, the Congress floor arguing for something. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with elected official. Okay. That's the best. Yes. Yeah. Worst. Worst. I would go with, uh, with EMS. Okay. Yeah. I think his, uh, his medical sc- training yeah. in the medical field is, mm-hmm. is literally less than zero. Cause at Travis's funeral, he seemed to capture the moment with his collar on. Well, you know. I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen someone, um, you know, run a few, I'm trying to think of the right word there, invoke a funeral. Officiate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to say the right term, but, and then toot their own horn while they're doing it. Um, Weege, what do you think? Best and worst. Look, he's been around these, uh, big cats for a long, long time. He's breeded a lot of them. I would feel like this through straight experience that he probably has got 90 to 95% of it dialed in just dealing with every single situation you could probably ever have. Once you get up to 227 and births and deaths and, and feeding them. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that uh, PETA would probably think he's absolutely horrible at this because of his mistreatment. But again, that doesn't bother me. I got to figure that if you were to quiz him on do tigers do this, do tigers like that, he'd probably have it pretty well dialed in. We've got a lot of knowledge right. there. So okay. I'll, I'll say that's the best. And, um, as an employer, Hey, I mean, I know it seemed bad cause he was yelling at the guys just to get attention on camera for this reality show that of course never happened. And you just knew that was going to become a plane wreck at some point. You just knew that plane was going to crash into the mountain at some point, but most of those guys stuck around. They did. How bad can you be? They did seem to stick around. I'm with you. And some of the people would take a bullet for him or, or maybe they actually they- were going to, or did. <laughs> so Right. So I'd say he's an employer, maybe second, and uh, EMS job that wasn't that good. She did lose her arm. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Singer uh, at this point. Um, the, wor- that's, worst. the worst. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is, is there some sort of job that involves firearms? Because if that was the case, right. that would be number one. They were really, <laughs> really good with firearms. This, you guys, hey, when he blo- <laughs> when he blows a hole in his mattress, <laughs> I lost yeah. my mind laughing. <laughs> he shot his yes. own bed. Yes. Yes. I, I have a lot of thoughts on America gun control and America gun, and this didn't help any of that. This this documentary didn't help any of oh. that. That you could buy this stuff just on Wal. And as we find out later, and we'll dive into, he hires the Walmart ammunitions guy, his campaign his manager. campaign manager. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's bizarre. So here's what I wonder though: mm. if Joe doesn't do his internet shows. Of of blow up dolls as as Carol, sh- blowing her head off, shooting her, lighting Carol on fire. Does Carol is Carol is aggressive going after him? Like, j- why doesn't Joe realize like what he's doing is borderline illegal? Uh, because I think if you were to quiz Joe and you were to say, <laughs> uh, would you if 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 doing what he's doing is wrong, then he doesn't want to be right. 
I think he takes too much pleasure in being like, first of all, he's an attention whore. No doubt. He is an absolute master, uh, troll. Like he is taking trolling to the absolute Zenith. And I think that's pretty much, he gets high off of that. And honestly, I think if you had said, Hey, 10 years from now, these shenanigans might put you in prison. I, I don't think he would stop. I think he enjoyed it too much. JT. Well, for one, I don't think Joe has any idea what's illegal and not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty sure that's where we should start. Uh, but really, his biggest mistake was was the copyright infringement. That's that's really where it went wrong for him. Um, obviously, you know, murder for hire. Would, yeah, we'll would get we'll get to that. Be right we'll, up there we'll get too. To, we'll get to that. But it seemed like him creating big rescue entertainment. Big Cat Rescue Entertainment is really where his financial trouble started, and then everything just goes sideways from there. And why doesn't Joe realize that literally it's the same logo and font and everything? Oh, he does realize. Oh, he does. He just doesn't know that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to know that there's certain things you can get away with, but you can't poke, in this case, the tiger too much. Like, don't give them – they're looking for a way to stop you. Don't hand them – things that allow them to stop you and he was literally handing them evidence uh, I, 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 I can understand his anger though because she went directly after his touring business right so she she destroyed it it sounded like a his shopping mall yeah his whole business. shopping mall yeah uh, yeah thing yeah so i, I can understand yeah. the anger factor he just he has zero understanding of what's okay to try to do and you know to to get revenge and what's not like zero. Look, Carol, we're going to dive into Carol before we wrap this thing up. But um, I don't blame Carol. I, I would be very angry if somebody did this on the Internet with. Yeah, with, me with, too. Yes. I'd be like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, there's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So there's something wrong with you, Joe. Joe. Um, and I, I'm, I'm shocked that Travis and John couldn't step in and help out his husbands. But they seemed they seem like they had other things going on. So. I think uh, Joe kept him, kept those two right where he wanted them, right in the state he wanted them, and uh, had Travis's uh, those those balls, those nuggets he so uh, well, warmly he, recollected he, about it as funeral. He, he's he's got a Prince Albert, and he's got a lock, padlock, well, padlock to go right through that thing. So, um, Fly Racing <laughs> Racer X podcast, Tiger King parts one through three. Uh, thank you, Renthal. Thank you, Maxis. Thanks, thanks, uh, Race Tech. I don't know if any. Do you companies... sure they don't want to be associated? Do you sure? Are you sure know. this is good for them? It's quarantine, third week of quarantine. So, uh, <laughs> alias CBD as well. Thanks to all those companies for coming on board this podcast. Um, okay. <laughs> Hold on, I got on oh, X Maps too. Oh, yeah, they who, want, who they, also they... might call and say, "Can you just wait till June? <laughs> just stop doing these shows. Okay. If this is what you're gonna do." Right. <laughs> but uh, on X Maps, hey, yes, you need to get outdoors. On X Maps, good place to find places to ride and do other things outdoors, which is pretty much all we can do at this part uh, a point of our lives. So go to onxmaps.com or just onx. Look for it in the app store. And it shows you a lot of different places to ride or hunt or do a lot of other things. Um, but I don't want to get too far into the hunting thing because that's a little too close to this topic that most sponsors probably don't even want to be involved with, which is the one we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they do not endorse these products. Thanks, Fly yeah. Racing and Maxis and Renthal mm -hmm. and Alias CBD and Onyx. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's where you guys – we talked about Carol earlier. You guys are on board with Carol. You guys are kind of like, eh, about Carol, 
or at least JT, you were. Here's where I turn against Carol was episode three. And this goes dives into Carol's uh, well, sure. husband yeah. disappearance. And this is where I was like, wait, I was kind of team team Carol episodes one and two. The 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 going before Congress and all of that. You know, I can dig that. I, I got it. You're passionate. I got that. But episode three makes me really question Carol. So uh, millionaire husband, Don Lewis, who left his family for Carol, um, is, in, is in the Tigers and Cubs back in the 80s. And he's going through this thing. He's, I don't know how he gets his, gets his millions, but, you know, people are on the record as saying, you know, basically he's multi, multi-millionaire. And uh, so he, he leaves his family for Carol. They get together. Everything's going okay. Don's, Don's changing a little bit. Don's got some stuff going on in Costa Rica. Flies down there a lot. Uh, Don was flipping houses is how he made his money. Flipping houses? Oh, you knew yeah. this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he disappears. And this is where everyone is pretty sure that Carol did that because he was getting ready to divorce her. He was he was over her. Um Carol's got a brother that works in the sheriff's department, so a lot of people talking about that coincidence and how maybe he, he helped her. Uh, Don was 22 years older than her, so you know they weren't really ever going to match as far as that goes. Um, you know, the first time they met in the truck, Don said, "You can hold this gun on me. Let's just yeah. drive around." Like what? You know, <laughs> I, that part was like what? Um, anyways, so. She killed him, right? She killed Don. Yes. I, I Well, I don't, I mean, I think so, anyway. Weech. Yeah, the, the, the evidence sure seems to point that way. I mean, everything here has an asterisk over, as they say, any documentary filmer can make anything look any way they want. But there's about, what, nine pretty suspicious reasons, including her complete control over his will and cutting his family out and breaking into the, his files to do that. Seems pretty obvious. He, she puts in a will. She redoes the will for death and disappearance or disappearance. Who puts disappearance in a will? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was very suspect. Uh, yes. The, yes. The van, Don's van shows up at the airport. Now, everybody says you cannot take one of Don's small private planes to Costa Rica. He would not have done that. He wouldn't have taken his plane anywhere. Yeah. You know, so she tries like, to make it seem like he right. crashed so, over there. Costa Rica is really far from Florida, so by the way. Somebody <laughs> somebody drives the van to the airport for God knows what reason. The the cops never fingerprint it until three days later when it's back at Carol's place. Yeah. Like yeah. it just somebody drives it back there while the guy, his Don's assistant or whatever, drives the van back. And, yeah. and you know, has mm-hmm. his fingerprints all over it. Um Yeah, this is sketchy. Carol knew he was leaving. He was telling people, Carol's got Carol's going to kill me. If I disappear, it's Carol. And then he disappears. Yep. Yeah, and apparently it was, um, they were starting to have disagreements over, uh, I, I, tell me if I have this right. He was trying to turn it into more of a, a business, and she still had, this is her story, concerns over the treatment of the animals more so than him. And that's where their their disagreements began. I believe that's how it worked. Yeah. And he wanted to move everything to Costa Rica, and she's like, we can't just transport them down there. That would be cruel. Of course, that's her story. But what is spectacular about this documentary is when you first see it, I mean, the first 15 minutes of it, you're like, oh, I get what this is going to be. Yeah. Crazy Joe Exotic and this very, uh, you know, big-hearted, 
uh, very caring woman trying to stop him. And this is what we're going to see. Someone that mistreats animals and someone that cares for animals. This should be interesting. And then you find out about it, what, an hour and a half later? That's that's the first 10 percent at some point and she's got yeah. bigger skeletons in the closet than any of them which you did not see coming no that's what i mean you did not see yes. this coming and at some no. point carol's on a videotape from the 1980s saying uh, this is how you separate the cubs from the mothers remember she was doing yeah. i mean okay people change their attitudes and ideas so okay. you know but but totally totally doing what joe exotic did back in the day yeah. Um, well, what about what about when she says if you want a tiger to eat a human, you just pour sardine oil all over him? How would you know that? Yeah. yeah oh, with, the, with Joe's boots, you mean? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yes. Uh, what did so when Don told the business guy, his, his buddy, if I can pull this off, it'll be the slickest thing I ever did in my life. And then he took a phone call. He did not pull it off. <laughs> But what was he trying to do? Uh, I'm thinking get away from her and keep the money, keep the tires, oh, okay, move yeah, everything yeah. to Costa Rica. Yeah. That would be my suspicion. Get away from her. And he knew that would be the slickest thing ever because it's not going to be easy to pull that off. And he didn't. Um, yeah, and Carol <laughs> Carol was claiming that Don had Alzheimer's and everyone's like, no. The lawyer, his, his lawyer of 40 years or whatever was like, no. Don was yeah. super smart, super into it, you know, and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cops blew this thing. And, and and Carol's brother found her at 3 in the morning, the night of, or, or one of those nights around when he disappeared, right? She was out at 3 in the morning. Yeah. The brother's in on this, or at least helping her cover it up, I believe. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, uh, JT. I, there's no question about this, right? Oh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm yeah. sold that she did this. Um, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I don't know what they're going to be able to prove. You know, thirty years later, now that they've reopened. Yeah, the they case, said they but, reopened it, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking for leads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's just peer pressure, probably making them do that. But what I love about all this is the the thing that makes all this so cool is that Joe Exotic has no filter. There are no holds barred. I mean, we all know what say internet trolls are. We've seen it. You know, probably even on our own Twitter and whatnot, right? This is him taking that theory of like, I'm going to say anything I can to get a rise out of people and to, and to get under someone's skin. This is that times 17 million, maybe. <laughs> like, is this the most no holds barred rivalry between pe two people? Can anything top it? Maybe you can tie it. But can there be two people who have done more damage and wanted to hurt each other's lives more than these two people? Carol's husband now. Uh, <laughs> what's the gentleman's name? Howard. Howard, he he actually comes across as pretty sane, except then you remember he's married to Carol. Yeah. So there's something wrong with him. But he, he makes legit. He makes logical points about the trademark and the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And then we did this and then we're doing mm -hmm. this. And but you the whole time I'm like, dude, you married Carol like you're crazy just like her. How about that picture of him on the leash? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh that's yeah, in the wedding. Stop. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I can't get past that picture. No, no. So, I would, I would think that Dawn is into some shady stuff, and maybe some drug guys got him. But the fact that the van was at the airport and all that, like that, that's the part where I'm like, so, you know, she just drove him there. That's it. That that that's what she tried to do. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in these episodes. These are the first three, but. Is what is interesting to me is that at one point, 
you would almost need to, and someone probably has, take a chart of these three main people they're following. They're following Carol, they're following Doc, and they're following Joe Exotic, and they're three different places. And the levels of like, oh, this is going to be the craziest person. No, wait a minute, a comeback. A comeback. Wait, Carol's got yeah, even crazier yeah. stuff than oh, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd say three episodes in, you're just as – uh, you're assuming that there's going to be Doc Andel stuff that goes right up there to their level. He never quite gets to their level, um, which involving uh, murder and um, trying to kill people and things like that. Uh, but it is fun to watch the three of them. And I'm sure the people making the what, this is five years in the making? Well, they probably had odds at different times of like, who's the most likely to be the most crazy when this thing is over? Well, Rick Kirkham departs, I think, in episode four, which we'll touch on in another podcast. Rick lost all his footage, but admitted he was filming a documentary that that Joe wanted, but he was capturing stuff that he knew was crazy, and he was going to do his yeah. own. He was going to do his own thing, you know. So, at so some, what 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 footage do they actually use then? If all the footage I, burned down with the crocodilians, you you got me, <laughs> you got me because Pookie and I were talking about the same thing. Like for sure, some of that is that guy, you know, the the, the actual documentary guy. Um, mm-hmm. but they must have salvaged some footage. Rick must have uploaded footage or, you know what I mean? Had something somewhere. Well, Joe was doing these internet shows before Rick showed up. Like he didn't, didn't Joe pretty much say you can do, uh, um, a reality show with me, but you've also got to take over and yeah. help me with these crappy internet shows I've already done. Yes. So that's what I'm thinking. A lot of that is, but the, yeah. be- but it still seemed behind the scenes. They had a lot of stuff when I thought it burnt all burnt up. That's true. You know? So yeah, that's uh, I'm with you, JT. That was a question mark that we had as well. So, um, to me, I don't know. I, I will get into Joe's. I'm still. I feel sorry for Joe. He just let Carol get in his head. He just that that was it. He he couldn't couldn't drop it. Joe, run your business. You look like you were doing well. You had a couple of meth husbands. Everything was going well. Run the business. <laughs> You know, you, you, he's, he's got incredible loyalty from his employees. She lost mm-hmm. her arm and went back to work. Mm-hmm. Guy mm-hmm. with no legs seemed seemed cool, but he mm-hmm. could not, just could not focus on running this business. So he, he, you know, he even had a pizzeria going, but he couldn't couldn't do it. So to me, Joe Joe really got off track. So we work in the sports business. We love when there's rivalries. But honestly, we trump them up a little bit. Like, we, what do we trump up? Reed Stew or Alessi Villapoto? And we all know that it's like kind of gnarly, but not really that gnarly. You know, most of the time they're mm-hmm. if they they'll shake hands with each other. I, I just love that these two people would go to the ends of the earth to try to kill each other and ruin each other's lives. Uh, I, I just love that complete unfiltered hate for each other. And yes, it does lead to Joe ruining his life, but it's really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah all right okay uh fly racing racer x podcast i'm gonna bring in chase stallo here uh and get his take let me on ask things. one other question before okay. i gotta go sure. here how tragic on a one to ten scale do you guys think it is that the joe reality show doesn't end up happening because i mean there was never a person more made for this and especially with this would have been a couple of years ago when reality shows were probably a little more popular than they are now mm-hmm. how tragic is it that this show doesn't happen well yeah. it did happen it was live they were they were they were go- they were rolling live every night from Oklahoma. Yeah, that, I don't know. If, well, but, but the Rick guy thought of that as more of like a sideshow. Like his his opus was going to be the TV show he was shopping to networks. I think right. Well, I think this documentary is his work. 
Like this was the final product. No, and this isn't. They're... This isn't Rick's work. No, no, this is no, two no. other people. Rick's no, no, work Rick. Oh, okay. Rick's out of it. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick. Rick got brought on as a guest. You know what I mean? But these is this is a a, a woman and a guy. They're they're oh, the, the two directors. Okay. This is their yeah thing. yeah. So they yeah. So this would have been on you know Discovery Channel or wherever. Yeah. You know yeah. these reality shows would have been. How tragic is it that the world never got to? We only got to know Joe Exotic now. This could have been three years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel that there's some some sadness there that will never this this oh, that, show that should have happened didn't happen. Yes. yes, it is tragic that this show never happened. We've we've got so much to unpack. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna meet Jeff Lowe. We're gonna have a fire. We're gonna have uh, a death. <laughs> we're gonna have uh, uh, a campaign manager, mm. a guy that looks like Mark Davis. Jet skiing. <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot more things going on as as we go forward here. We'll probably try to do that in a week or so. But check it out, everybody. Tiger King on uh, on Netflix. Uh, I'm gonna bring in. Are Chase. you gonna call Chase? I'm gonna call Chase. I got some. Stuff. I'm gonna jump off, but I just Chase summed this show up so well for me because when the Carol Baskin Don the husband was killed, and I said, "Man, I didn't think it was gonna go to that level," and he's like, "You ain't seen nothing yet," and I'm like, "How is it possible?" that the show can go to yeah. an even higher level than murder. But yeah. he was correct. Yeah. No, we, we, <laughs> we, my wife and I were like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. Like it just kept getting, <laughs> yes. it yes. was just yes. another, another level. Um, so, all right, JT, I'll let you go too. I'll just call Chase separately. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll get into this, but yeah, we'll, we'll discuss the rest of the episodes coming up soon here, boys. Uh, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, Race Rex Podcast, Maxis and uh, Renthal and Alias CBD and Onyx Maps. And uh, all right, I'm going to come up with Chase Stallo. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya. As promised, we got Chase Stallo here. He's still doing some work for Racer X Online and, uh, and some other companies out there. What's up, Chaser? How are you? Oh, doing great, man. Not, uh, not going crazy at all. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Not going crazy <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> Tiger King, look, you were the first guy to watch this, I think, before any of us, um, and and you 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 know the record, you know the recognition of these people. Uh, first thing, uh, we covered a lot of it with with Weege and JT, but let me ask you this: Is there a person in this documentary? And we just covered the first three shows, so we haven't got to Jeff yet. We haven't got to a bunch of people. Is there a person in this that has their wits about them, Chase? Ooh. That is tough. Um, I would have to say no. Right? I, like, there's no one that uh, – this is pure uh, Florida, right? You know, the Florida guy. Yeah. Um, it, it's just pure Florida. Rick <laughs> – And Rick, I guess some of it took them place in Oklahoma. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But we get it, right. Um, yeah, there, pure Florida. Uh, Rick Kirkham, I thought, seemed, seemed pretty normal. Um, the documentary guy, and then also the guy with no legs seemed pretty normal. He actually did, which was surprising, right? Yeah, yep. So that, that to that me, that one caught me off guard. Yeah, I would agree. I would, I would 100 agree. Do you? How addicted to meth would you have to be to marry a guy and and not be gay and marry a guy? <laughs> well, what else could you be addicted to that badly that would force you to marry a guy and you're not gay? Would be my question. I I don't know. I don't is know. Is it I, only meth? Is, is I, there like is there another drug out there? Maybe heroin? Maybe? Uh, I mean, could... I've never done any drugs at all, so I can't really speak to their power. But I I don't feel like there would be anything. No, 
Yeah, I, I feel don't. like meth is the leading candidate for this, right? right Where right. it's like, yeah, I'm a meth head. I will marry a guy even though I'm not gay. Now, have you done any listening or reading about these guys outside of the documentary? I have not. Okay. I did see Jeff said that they are coming out with a new episode next week. Really? Okay. Yeah, Can't breaking wait. news. Breaking um, news. Which person is maybe the lowest on the, like, lowest, most scummy out of everybody? Oh, like Carol. Carol. Okay, yeah, we seem to also agree on that. Yes, yeah. 100%. Right. Carol seems to be against the, 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 the Cubs and all of that, but everything else she's doing exactly the same as Joe Exotic, and she's also probably killed her husband. Yeah, 100%. And I loved when Joe rented a helicopter to show how bad her, her, uh, you know, uh, her, her enclosure was, right? How just trashy it was. And, and then had it caused a tiger to have a seizure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Weijin JT. So rank these jobs best to worst that Joe does. As far as tell me what you think he'd be the best at and tell me what you think he's the worst at. Uh, okay. Singer, EMS, medic, elected official, zookeeper, preacher, member at Travis's funeral, or uh, just boss, just boss, uh, an employer. Oh, wow. Like, what do you wow. think he's best at and what do you think he's Damn, worst at? He was a pretty good singer. Uh, EMS, that was a shocker, man. I didn't even realize it until you texted me. So I had to go back and watch it. So I'm going to go EMS 1 because I, I think that was a smooth move, right? You just somehow come out of this, you, a tiger just bit your girl's arm off, and you come out with the EMS jacket, right? So yeah. that's one. Yep. Uh, two, singer. But you know uh, he didn't pre- actually sing the songs, right? You've heard that? No, I did not hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that none of that is that, – that was all done by country music. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, that, that knocks me down again. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go Preacher. I like that. I like the funeral. I uh, thought that was very eloquent. Yeah. Um, what were the other options? Uh, zookeeper, just what he does for a living. Uh, elected official. Uh, elected official. He got he got 16% vote. He did. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Um, uh, then we'll go zookeeper, uh, boss, country uh, uh, Yeah, boss, because he did flip. Like, whenever the camera was on in his Monday, in his morning meetings, he, he lost his mind. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was constantly losing his mind, which was was hilarious. Is is Doc Antle? Is 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 he is he respectable? Is he run a respectable operation in your eyes? It's very cultish, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. If you're gonna be one of the the characters, right? You're gonna you're gonna go doc, right? Probably, probably. Twelve yes. hot chicks there. You got a bunch of tigers. You're riding in on elephants. Yep. Like that's not a bad life. Like seems all right. Like, Apparently, in quarantine, I would probably like to be doc right now. To be honest. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I can't disagree. He does seem. Uh, apparently, since the doc, since the documentary came out, he's been investigated and been looked at a little bit. Oh well, so, of course they're know. all they're all scumbags. <laughs> yeah, where do you stand? So Weege, Weege, we know where Weege stood on this, but where do you stand on the whole keeping animals in captivity and and being photographed with kittens and cubs? Uh, not a, not a big fan, to be honest. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, they they did make a good argument that they are keeping tigers alive. I guess um, that was one of the arguments they made. So I guess it's crazy you, that there, there, were, there was more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild. Right. So I guess if that's a positive way to think of it, but mm-hmm. no, I think it's uh, it's very weird to put animals of that size into a cage, right, all day. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it just seems it seems very odd to me. If you're, that you would want to do that, if you're working for Joe Exotic and you're getting a bunch of old meat from Walmart, do you do you grab some for yourself? Or are you disgusted that it's expired meat and it's for the tigers? Or are you eating it anyways? Where do you stand on Well, that? considering you're probably on meth if you're working for Joe Exotic, you're eating it, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like the guy like I don't feel the guy with no legs was I feel like he was No, he may not have been. The guy with long hair was definitely on meth. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He was definitely on meth. A couple of the other people, I'm pretty sure, were on meth. Uh, but and if but you saw sal- like the trailers they were living in. I feel like you're you're okay with eating expired meat at that point, right? Saf seemed normal outside of saying, "Just amputate my arm. Don't try to fix it." <laughs> right, Ronnie lauded it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just, just cut off the pinky. Right, I'm going back into the game. <laughs> so, one of the guys that I thought I told those guys that I just thought was the coolest was that Mario. The guy who may or may not have cut up a DEA agent back in the eighties and went to jail and, and then, Oh, the drug lord. Yes. He yes, he came out of nowhere. Dude, he had some cool confidence about him. Dude, I, I guess if you're a Miami drug lord and you get away with it for so long and like you know, like uh they show the uh like all the uh, Saudi Arabia and Qatari princes, they have big cats, right? And they're driving around in Lambos. Yep. Like through Qatar with these big cats in their car. I feel like that's him, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just like this drug kingpin, and it's like, hey, I got big cats, dude. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> you, right. you ain't messing with me <laughs> unless the tiger's loose on you. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. It's, uh, yeah, it, that guy was just like, A, I don't want to mess with that guy. And B, oh, God, no. he seemed like he had it together, even though his wife was dressing up monkeys in, in kids' clothing and having birthday parties. <laughs> For them, she had more clothing for her monkeys than I do. Right? Yes, absolutely. It, so, ranking—if if you were to rank them, like on on who would you want to be? Would it be the drug kingpin, uh, Doc, or Joe? We're not even including Carol because no, obviously, no one no, wants to be Carol. Mario, the drug kingpin, number one. Then Doc. Then Joe. Joe. Joe, Joe's self-confidence, though, I would like that. Oh. I would like Joe's confidence in the fact that I could be an astronaut, I could do anything <laughs> that I wanted to be. You know? Well, Jeff Lowe, too. We got Jeff Lowe in there, too, but yeah. I think he's fourth. He, he's he's like the scummy guy that, uh, I don't know, he's like that scummy guy. We all have someone we know like that, right? Where they like are very uh, mild-mannered and and kind of suave, but inside they're just the biggest con artist out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. he plays a good role. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, we haven't got to Jeff yet like, in our show, but yeah, I agree. Like Jeff is, Jeff is also like strangely has a lot of confidence, you know? 
So, oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen his uh, his nanny? Yes. His new nanny. I saw nanny on David Spade show. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's pretty pretty amazing. Um. All right. Uh, what else did I miss? Oh, Joe didn't seem to grasp trademark infringement at all. With Carol? <laughs> no, he did not. Joe didn't. He was very much in the wrong and didn't seem to know why. No, very, very. I, I think uh, with a guy like Joe, I'm, I'm not sure his educational background, um, but I would doubt <laughs> if you were shooting blow-up dolls, pretending they're Carol and putting it on the Internet and thinking you can get away with things like that, I don't think he knows much about no, copyright. No, well, that's what... If Joe if Joe doesn't antagonize Carol and pretend to blow her up and pretend to sodomize her and pretend to do all the things he did, accuse her of the husband killing and all of that, does, right. Carol, go, does Carol go after him as gnarly? No, no. Joe's probably still around right now. That's what I'm said, too. That's what I said, too. Like, come on, Joe. And right? it's funny. I saw on, uh, I think it was Georgia Lindsay's Instagram, that she used to live pretty close to that area. Yeah, Larry Ward's thing is just down the road, his ranch. Yeah. Not far. So. Yeah, Shaq was involved with Joe Exotic. He had to come out and apologize. Oh, did he really? He had, he did, he yeah. Did, he did come out. I saw that, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah he basically said, yeah, like, you know, big – Big cats and had donated money to Joe's place and wow, yeah, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> so unbelievable. Yes, yeah, so full circle. <laughs> unbelievable. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah, we're gonna get more into this down the road as far as it goes. But episode three came out. We covered that. That was all about Carol and and Don Lewis. There's no doubt, as you said earlier. There's no doubt to you that Carol did this to Don. Well. I don't want to get sued here, but uh, yeah, I would say it's uh, it's uh, yeah, I would say ninety five percent. Yeah, ninety five percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Imagine being the the husband she has now, though. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, he's got Imagine a, that guy's mindset, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty scary. Um, well, he seemed to be okay with it. He took a photo, crouched down with a leash on, so I think he was okay. Harold, um. They, the whole thing, so her brother's a trooper, picked her up at 3 in the morning, then around the time he disappeared, his van shows up at the private airport, indicating that he would take a, jumped on a private plane when there was no plane out, gone. Um, he can't fly to Costa Rica on a private plane anyways. Yeah, he couldn't even have made it there. He modifies the will, she modifies the will to say death or disappearance. Yeah, it was shocking how that happened, right? Yeah. I mean, God. So, she, I think she did it too. I'm with you. I agree. And she fed him to the Tigers. 100%. Well, I don't know about that, right? I JT brought up the fact that you know she talked about covering him in fish oil or whatever it was. Remember, remember yeah. the boot. Um, yeah, sardine oil. Sardine oil. That's it. Um, maybe she did that. The septic tank. Joe had the theory about the septic tank. Um, the cops searched the premises. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if. I'm not on board with feeding him to the Tigers like everyone else is, but she definitely did it, in my mind. What else would she have done with him? I don't know. Chop him up and put him in a swamp somewhere? I, I You know, dump yeah, him in the maybe. water? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
I'm going with the Tiger theory. I think if she did it, she fed him with the Tigers. Okay, yeah. Um, that would be my theory. That's, you know, that's... But can Tigers eat the bones and everything and nobody would see that? Nobody would catch that? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe she cleaned them up after that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, dude. There's so many questions. <laughs> they need they need a part two to save us all from this quarantine. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's captured the nation, 100%. <laughs> save <So>. the nation. <laughs> all right, Chaser, anything else you want to say about Tiger King's first three episodes? <sighs> No, no, I do want to be involved in the uh, second podcast, though. We yeah. don't need to get in on that. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel Blair also wants in, as does the Seven Deuce Deuce. So we're going to try to get Oh, out. man, we just we just need to have like five or six episodes. Yeah, we we need to get everybody in and, 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 and break this down because uh, we got a lot more coming up. We got the fire at the, oh. in the recording studio. We got um, – I have a lot of thoughts got, on that. We got Jeff Lowe coming in. We got a guy who looks like Mark Davis riding a jet ski. <laughs> We got a lot of things coming up. So a lot of things coming up. Absolutely. All right, Chaser. Well, hey, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll we'll get you back on for part two, buddy. Thank you. All right. Sounds good, man. See See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosile Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? 
The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go.